Welcome to the Wellness Plus Podcast, featuring interviews with health and wellness professionals empowering you to take control of your health and happiness. Feel better, look better, and live better today by subscribing right now for new episodes every week. The Wellness Plus Podcast is brought to you by wellnessplus.tv and made possible by the generous donations of Psyche Truth Patreon supporters. Now here's your host, Certified Holistic Health Coach, Karina Rachel. So weird. Normally I'm like, welcome to the Wellness Plus Podcast. And stuff. <laughs> um, and I just talk to you? Yeah. Or should I talk to the camera? No, don't look at the camera. Look at me. I like making really weird faces to the camera. <laughs> looks really funny on the screen, too. Um, my name is Karina Rachel, and I am a certified holistic health coach. I'm also an ASM artist on the channel ASMR Massage and Spa by Psyche Truth. Great. Um, what led you to become an ASM artist? My job. Um, that's not very glamorous. You probably don't want to say that. Um, <clears throat> um, if you just uh, would like to tell me, like yesterday you were saying Mike started the channel to help people, you can talk about... Yeah, I, I'll just yeah, I'll just try to give a... Yeah. Oh, also, it no. would be great if you could kind of repeat the question in the sentence, okay. since I'm going to be cutting out every time I talk. That would be... Got it. So... You can just talk about how you wanted to help people and stuff like that. <laughs> Sorry, like super awkward. <clears throat> um, so I've been a YouTuber for almost a decade now. Um, I started on the Psyche Truth channel, which is a health and wellness channel with follow along yoga, following along stretches, and I offer uh, nutrition videos, nutrition tips and stuff like that on Psyche Truth, where we have about, um, it was 250,000 subscribers when I started. Um, so in the time I've been with Psyche Truth, we went from 250,000 subscribers to two and a half million subscribers. Um, so that channel just grew and grew and it was actually in the comments of Psyche Truth where we were first exposed to the term ASMR. Um, so we were making, uh, massage tutorial videos that are kind of, um, instructional teaching massage techniques, teaching techniques for massage therapists to save their hands, um, and also be able to provide more relief to their clients. Um, interestingly, we started noticing that a lot of the comments on those massage tutorial videos were, this video gives me ASMR. Your voice gives me ASMR. Um, I watch this video every single night to fall asleep. And that was kind of our first introduction to seeing that there's um, a population of people who A, need help sleeping, and B, who find a lot of relief in, you know, listening to a relaxing video. In the case of a massage tutorial, it's um, obviously very calming. But I think that the thing that really is most resonant for people is just the compassion in the person's voice. You know, we're so used to having commercials and TV shows and, you know, um, pop culture, whatever it is, whether it's the news, whether it's the things we watch for entertainment, they're always going a hundred miles a minute. 
they're trying to keep you on the edge of your seat. They're trying to elicit emotional responses from you. Um, usually those emotional responses are not deep relaxation and sleep, right? So most of the things are just kind of on the other side of the spectrum, or I kind of think of it like a pendulum, like the pendulum swings really far in things that stress you out, things that keep you on the edge of your seat, things that keep you engaged in a TV show, um, but unfortunately also perpetuate this um, stress response, uh, which as a holistic health coach, um, I've learned extensively how detrimental this is to our health. So we had the Psyche Truth channel. We're making health videos, making yoga videos. We start noticing on those massage tutorials that people are commenting things like, this video helps me sleep. Your voice gives me ASMR. So we started kind of looking into it and um, I immediately was able to understand what the concept was. Um, because I'm coming from this holistic health coach background where we're really aware not only of how uh, unpleasant being stressed out is, but how detrimental it is to our health. Like you literally cannot heal. You cannot repair. You have no immune system function if you're not sleeping. If you're always in that cortisol response, the fight or flight, as they like to call it, um, not only does that feel really stressful and unpleasant while you're in that state, but it's actually really terrible for us. So obviously that state of the nervous system is there for survival reasons. If we needed to fight or flight, we would be really happy to have that push of cortisol and adrenaline that helps us be able to do that. But the problem in modern society is that most people are spending most of their time in that state um, to all of these different detriments to our health. Again, that's like your immune system, your you know, literally every heal and repair of every organ system in your body is mainly handled while you're sleeping or while you're in that um, parasympathetic state of the nervous system. So when I started, you know, looking into ASMR and kind of studying that style of video is very clear to me, like, oh, these are videos designed to help bring you into that more relaxed part of the nervous system, um, designed to help you fall asleep. Of course, a lot of people um, either go to the videos just to feel more relaxed or reduce their anxiety. A lot of people watch them literally to help them fall asleep. So I think all of us can imagine um, or maybe you've even been in that situation before where you're laying in bed and your mind is just going a hundred miles a minute and it feels like you can't turn it off. So what do you do? Because sitting there going, go to sleep, go to sleep, stop thinking is really difficult. It's not easy to just flip a switch in our brain. But interestingly, what these um, sounds uh, the way that they affect us, the way that they affect our um, psychology is very triggering to the nervous system um, to downregulate out of that stressful response. So by having somebody speak to you in a very compassionate tone and a very caring tone and with an intention to help you relax or help you feel more calm, um, not only is that a stark contrast to pretty much everything else we're exposed to throughout our day. But it's also something that even as our social relationships, I feel are diminished 
by things like social media and the internet and us going 100 miles a minute to be really productive, um, we don't often have that same social relationship with people either. And so a lot of people, I think, um, get the sensation from ASMR that it's it's very motherly, it's very nurturing. Um, and, you know, I think that that is... Um, is really indicative of how much that nurturing, caring attitude is just missing in our culture. Um, and certainly in the United States, as we become more and more like geared towards being productive and, you know, mothers are encouraged to go out and have careers and do all these other things. Like, I think all of that's wonderful, but it's also created this uh, deficit of loving nurturing, caring, compassion that, again, not only is unpleasant, but also has kind of railroaded us into, you know, a series of stress-related diseases um, that are, like, in my opinion, reaching like epidemic proportions. Like you can look at the stress-related diseases um, and see that everything from heart disease, uh, diabetes, All of these different things, high blood pressure, you name it, like all of these different areas, a lot of those things come back to stress and inflammation and all of these kind of concepts in functional medicine that, um, you know, largely just come from people aren't sleeping enough. People are always in that fight or flight response. Um, And to me, ASMR is all about helping them to get out of that state. And sometimes it takes, you know, uh, some really intense sounds in your ears (laughs) Um, in order to do that. And, you know, the more that you have going on in the monkey mind, as they say in Buddhism, um, the more that that monkey mind is just going and the more that people become adapted to always being in that state because our bodies adapt to whatever we're doing. So if people are always in that state, your body starts going, oh, you need more adrenaline. You need more cortisol. And it's trying to help you. It's a survival mechanism. So your body is thinking that it's helping you survive by creating more cortisol and adrenaline, but it's actually really, really detrimental to our health in all of these other ways. So, you know, I don't know if I answered your question, but... um, So we're introduced to that concept from the Psyche Truth channel, from those massage videos. The deeply relaxed sensation that people will get um, in response to various triggers. So everyone is different. I've seen a lot of people leave comments on videos that their first experience of ASMR was back in elementary school when the teacher would come up behind them uh, when the class is working quietly. Maybe the teacher would come over your shoulder and whisper in your ear, kind of telling you, you know, be sure to carry the three. Then you always want to keep your columns in really good order so that you can make sure to know exactly where you're carrying over your number. Um, but these little sensations of someone whispering over your shoulder or other quiet noises. Um, A lot of people have commented that their first tingles or sensation of ASMR was um, when they would do lice checks moving through your hair, you know. So pretty much everyone enjoys going to the hairdresser, going to get their hair cut, getting a little scalp massage. Um, So that's just kind of one little example. Um, So the common triggers would be things like personal attention, 
just just someone speaking to you in a compassionate way with an intention to try and help you feel better. Um, of course, speaking softly or whispering. Um, and then any kind of quiet noise. So, you know, we spend so much time moving through life really, really quickly um, with a pretty cursory um, engagement in the things going on around us. Even when we're driving down the road, we're probably thinking about what we're going to have for dinner, where we're trying to go. Maybe we're on our way to a meeting. Maybe we're not paying any attention to what we're doing. So ASMR is about bringing all of those little quiet, coincidental noises out of the periphery and into the forefront. So um, textures are a great example. You know, we are constantly touching things, constantly picking things up, but we don't often pay attention to the textures of the things. And when you actually start listening, you start noticing, oh, well, that actually sounds really nice. Or corduroy is maybe a great example. Like I remember when you were wear corduroy pants and you could just sit there for hours and like scratch over the corduroy or maybe even like take something else and make sounds over it. So, you know, to me, ASMR is um, kind of a, a collection of a few different things, one of which is just mindfulness. So rather than being doing something and focusing on a million other things, you're being highly intensely focused on what you're doing to the point that you're listening to sounds, listening to things that are so quiet. You really have to put them right up to your ear to be able to hear them or right up to the ears of the 3DO to be able to hear them. Um, so it brings you into the moment, so to speak. It helps you to um, take your attention off of all of those immaterial things and into your physical universe. Um, if you ever are paying attention when you watch movies or TV shows, you'll hear the ASMR everywhere. If somebody's moving papers and the papers are rustling. If somebody's walking down the street, you hear every little sound of the gravel underneath their feet. Um, in film, they actually have Foley artists who make the sounds after the fact. So when they go back and they're watching and they said, oh, there she is stirring her tea. Well, let's get a tea stirring sound. Um, and it's actually really kind of funny to watch videos and see how they make some of the noises, uh, like what they'll use to make um, horses hooves on the floor or, you know, anything. Uh, the show Daredevil, a uh, really, really great example because he's blind and so much of his uh, superpowers kind of come from his uh, auditory senses, so to speak. Uh, there's a lot of ASMR in that show. But what you start realizing is that those sounds, those highly amplified sounds of reality um, make things really real. And that's why they have an entire branch of people, the Foley artists, who go in and add in those incidental sounds when you're watching it. Because if you're watching it and somebody's shuffling papers and you don't hear it, or you're watching it and somebody's walking and you don't hear the sound under their feet or whatever, it feels less like you're there. Even though the sounds are far louder than they would actually be in real time. Um, and depending on what you're watching, those things will be various uh, 
various levels of amplification, you know, the different noises um, that they're getting. Um, but the idea that you can amplify sounds that are just coincidental all around you all the time, um, and then use those to put yourself more into the moment, so to speak, or to be more mindful of what you're doing, um, I feel is a very kind of common concept, uh, very easy to understand concept. So it's funny that a lot of people, um, I think they're confused by ASMR, or they don't know what it is, or they just think it's strange. And it's like, oh, like, have you ever heard the sounds when you do things? Like, <laughs> things we do make noises. Uh, so it's just about amplifying those noises and really helping you to um, down-regulate your stress response, down-regulate your um, monkey mind, so to speak. Um, by bringing a lot of intense focus onto those really little tiny sounds. Like when you consider all the people that watch your videos and it like really, really helps them, like how does, how does that affect when you make ASMR? Um, to me, ASMR is a tool or a vehicle through which we can access a more relaxed part of our nervous system. We'd like to briefly interrupt this interview to remind you that this podcast was made possible by listeners just like you. Become a supporter at patreon.com slash psychetruth, where you can watch the video version of this episode and all our podcast episodes. Plus, you'll gain access to over 500 videos of exclusive content, including premium courses and behind-the-scenes peaks. Help us keep this information free by visiting patreon.com slash psychetruth. That's patreon.com slash p-s-y-c-h-e-t-r-u-t-h. ASMR is a tool or a vehicle through which we can access a more relaxed part of our nervous system. So there's actually two different segments of the nervous system, the parasympathetic and the sympathetic. Um, and basically, this is your fight or flight response um, or uh, the more relaxed tone of the nervous system um, where we ideally should be spending most of our time because that fight or flight response is designed uh, for survival. It's designed to give us that surge of energy and adrenaline so that we can fight or flight in a stressful situation. The problem is that in our modern societies, most of us are spending most of our time, if not all of our time, in that fight or flight response. And not only is that kind of unpleasant and makes us feel like kind of stressed out people, but it's also incredibly detrimental to our health. So to me, ASMR is a tool for improving our health. ASMR is a way that we can support our body's own healing processes by helping to encourage it more into that calm, relaxed state. Um, everything that we watch, everything that we see, whether it's the news, the TV, the television commercials, the advertisements that are trying to sell us things, none of those things have an intention to make us feel more calm or make us feel at ease. 
if anything, those different entities are trying to excite us. They're trying to scare us. They're trying to keep us on the edge of our seat, keep us engaged in their story or their show or whatever. Um, and a lot of that is largely entertaining. I think there's a place for that as well. I think that the problem is that so many of the uh, media sources, so to speak, um, are using our stress response to their own advantage um, without any regard of what that actually is going to do to our health. So to me, ASMR has kind of um, come in to fill a need that is just ever-increasing, you know, the idea of people having trouble sleeping has been around for ages. There's probably always been people who had trouble sleeping. It's only in maybe the last 10, 20, maybe 30 years even, uh, that the, that number of people who toss and turn at night and can't fall asleep has gone from a small amount of society to maybe even a majority of the society. Um, a couple of years ago, when we were you know, starting to research ASMR and considering starting an ASMR channel, um, we were looking at things. There was actually even a, a YouTube search engine tool. It would show you how many searches there are for things. Um, this was a couple years ago, but there were more searches for ASMR than for yoga. So I think that just speaks to um, the fact that this is a lot of people that are laying in bed at night. They can't fall asleep. They've been told that they have anxiety. They've been told they need to reduce their stress. They've been told they need to reduce their blood pressure or X, Y, Z, you name it. Um, and that led them to look for videos to help them sleep. Um, if you look back on YouTube, there's things like sleep hypnosis, binaural beats, which I feel is kind of a sister in a way. Um, so this uh, idea of using sound to help people sleep, using an intention and a compassion to help people sleep um, is something that is not new and is certainly not uh, invented by ASMR. Um, I see ASMR more as a tool that has um, largely been embraced uh, to fill this need that has always been there um, and unfortunately is just growing and growing and growing in terms of the number of people who actually need something to help them sleep because they're not going to be able to relax down on their own. So to me, ASMR is self-care. And as a holistic health coach, I see self-care as healthcare. You know, this is about how we take care of ourselves, how we take care of our bodies, how we reward our bodies for doing all the things that we want to do all day. I mean, we live really demanding lifestyles. We're always moving around. We're always running. We're always thinking. Our bodies do so much for us. And unfortunately, the more that we are running and trying to get stuff done and trying to do another thing, um, even to the extent that now people brag about how little sleep they can get. Oh, I can get by. I only need four hours of sleep. I only need three hours of sleep. Well, do you really only need that much or are you just only getting that much and then telling yourself that you still feel good? Um, 
on the Wellness Plus podcast, one of our endeavors of Psyche Truth and WellnessPlus.tv, I spend a lot of time interviewing doctors, interviewing um, physical therapists, personal trainers, and I can't tell you how many people have brought up this concept, this problem um, of people being too stressed out. Um, I had a doctor in here last week who said uh, that he believes every single American has adrenal fatigue, uh, which they're now calling adrenal dysfunction because the uh, relationship of the adrenals, um, the thyroid, the pituitary, all of these different hormone centers of the body um, are largely under attack. Whether it's because we're just not sleeping enough, whether it's because we're overstimulated and over... Um, just maxed out and being stressed out, being scared, being um, put into these situations where the body reacts with that stress response. Whether we're just watching a TV show or sitting in traffic, the body doesn't have a way of knowing what's an actual threat to your life and what is just a perceived threat to your time, your schedule, you have a deadline, whatever. In terms of the f way that your body physically responds to those things, the stress response is the same. And when people are constantly having that stress response, constantly spending their time in that fight or flight tone of the nervous system, um, your body can't heal, your body can't repair, your immune system doesn't function. You can talk about problems with fertility, heart disease. I mean, the list really goes on on and on. Um, to me, there's an epidemic of stress-related diseases, not only in this country. This is something that is happening around the world. And people are starting to realize that, you know, not only is it unpleasant and uncomfortable, but it actually has these very significant detriments to our health. So, People are putting in help with sleep, trouble sleeping, something to help me fall asleep. Um, and that has just become so common and so huge that now there's this, I guess, surge of ASMR in terms of, um, <clears throat> you know, in terms of being a YouTube genre. Um, to me, ASMR is not just a form of entertainment. It's not just some cool stuff to listen to. To me, it truly is a part of our self-care, um, a part of our health care, a part of a way that we can take care of our bodies and kind of refill our engine, so to speak. Um, because if we're always in that stressful state, there will be an expiration point where our bodies no longer are able to create any energy at all. And that's that adrenal dysfunction that you'll hear a lot of doctors talk about. Um, and so once you have created that problem in the body, it can be healed, it can be fixed, but it's a lot easier to prevent it in the first place. So um, again, that kind of comes back to this whole idea that if we can get people sleeping better, and of course, as a health coach, I would love to see people eating better and doing all of the other things too, but just this one simple piece of getting better sleep, spending less time in that really stressed out response, if we just did those two things alone, we would see um, a lot of improvements in people's health. Um, and I think that that would kind of, um, you know, serve as a domino effect, so to speak, to help people getting healthier and just in general making people feel better 
We could talk about people's mood. We could talk about how people fight, you know? Um, I can't even get on Facebook anymore because everyone's just fighting with each other. I'm like, hey, go watch an ASMR video. It'll help you relax, <laughs> you know? Where do you draw inspiration for your ASMR videos? Because they're very wild sometimes. <laughs> um, I mean, the cool thing about ASMR is your really only requirement is, like, does it sound cool? <laughs> um, you definitely want it to be entertaining for people, interesting to watch. Um, I think largely, you know... Because I see it so much as this tool to, like, bring the volume down on the racing thoughts and the monkey mind and all of that, like, the more intense the sounds or the more immersive the experience, um, this is going to be more likely to, you know, overshadow all of those other things that you're kind of trying to scream over in a very whispered and quiet voice. Um, so... Um, I mean, a lot of it is just also like, I have a lot of fun with it, you know? So, um, I am a goofball. I like having fun on the Psyche Truth channel. It's always serious nutrition tips, not gonna put on glitter tattoos on that channel. Um, so it's cool on the ASMR channel. We can have fun. We can dress up. We can be silly. Um, as far as inspiration, really know I don't know does something sound cool <laughs> <laughs> I mean just to be like perfectly honest with you I don't know if you necessarily want to put this in there but I mean we are slaves to YouTube we depend on YouTube to survive so we spend a lot of time looking at things like what are people searching for what is doing well um, what videos do we put up that people seem to like? Um, so, I mean, we spend a lot of time looking at those pieces, but that's not really very, like, inspirational. Would you um, say that being a slave to YouTube, as you put it, uh, has dampened the fun of making ASMR in any way? It has over the last year. Um, if you know what the adpocalypse is, um... The adpocalypse was adpocalyptic for both of our channels. Because um, if your major advertisers on YouTube are big pharma, big food, um, weight loss industry, um, then yeah, if you're making videos trying to offer people natural solutions for weight loss and natural solutions for sleep, natural tips for whatever, um, then we're quote unquote advertiser unfriendly. Um, so the YouTube adpocalypse has been incredibly stressful and I, um, I don't have any, uh, I don't know, qualms <laughs> of saying so. I mean, YouTube has, in my opinion, in a lot of ways ruined ASMR because they has made it so difficult for creators to survive doing what they love doing and making the content that helps people. So, you know, a couple of years ago, you know, there was just a more organic nature of the search engine. 
to at this point, the YouTube algorithm is, you know, they've never disclosed their algorithm. Um, there's a lot of people out there that go, oh, we think it's this and we think it's that. But largely the YouTube algorithm, you know, is maximizing their own profit. So I think YouTube makes more money when there's fewer channels that are more popular rather than a lot of channels that are all not as popular. So, you know, they'll recommend certain channels over and over again. There's probably a certain element that that popularity is organic, but there's also no way of knowing how much is like an organic popularity and how much is just because for whatever reason, the YouTube algorithm really likes those channels or likes those types of videos. So when we first started the channel, we had a lot more freedom. You know, um, we could make what we wanted to make. We could make the things that our viewers really liked. Um, it's to the point now that YouTube won't let us call something an ear massage. The word massage. Um, you know, an actual massage video, maybe I could understand. They want it to be parental advisory or whatever. Even though it's not as sexy as the Victoria's Secret show, which is available for everyone. And it's certainly not as sexual as a lot of the commercials that are out there that people watch. So there's a huge double standard on on YouTube um, and placed upon YouTube creators where you're supposed to compete with all of their big media, but you can't compete with them because you're quote unquote advertiser unfriendly or you're, um, you know, they're flagging your videos. Um but yeah, I mean, YouTube is at the point now where like they're basically auto flagging pretty much everything that we put up. We will re-render it, put a different title on it, upload it again, see if they'll accept it. Um, but yeah, we can't call things ear massage anymore. That is like a advertiser unfriendly term. So maybe YouTube just hates ASMR. Maybe YouTube sees ASMR as a big threat to the sleeping pill industry. I don't know. Um, it does seem like there are certain ASMR channels that they like. Um, but then there's like hundreds and hundreds, probably thousands of other ASMR creators that are fantastic, um, but that can't even make the ends meet, you know, unless you are independently wealthy and have all of this money to go and create these videos and buy this gear and, and spend the time doing it, which is incredibly intensive. Um, you know, because they kind of pulled the rug out from everyone. A lot of people probably lost their ability to make those videos all together. And it's definitely put a big strain on us. Um, has been incredibly stressful. <laughs> so ironically, I make videos to try and help people relax. The actual process of making those videos is really quite stressful and demanding on me. So I have to... Um, really try to, you know, proactively balance that. Um, and just being aware of it and aware of how stressed out I get about it um, is really valuable too. Because I certainly don't want to be the hypocrite who is telling everyone else to relax while I'm over here in my fight or fight response 24 hours a day, um, just trying to survive on YouTube. But that's basically how it is. <laughs> so <clears throat> even though it's been very difficult lately, what like keeps you going? Like, is it just the love of ASMR? Like helping I mean, people? honestly, this is my job. 
I don't know if you want to put that in your documentary because it's. But not would very you glamorous. still want to do ASMR if this wasn't your job? Um, I would, but I would probably do it on my own terms. Um. If I was independently wealthy, if I had plenty of money to do with it what I wanted, yes, I would soundproof a room so that I could shoot any time of day and not have to only shoot at night. Um, I, yeah, would definitely still be creating ASMR videos. If I had all the money in the world, um, I would definitely still be making ASMR videos because I see it as um, an incredible value for people. Um, and addressing a really, really important need for people. Um, I wish more than anything that, that there wasn't this, you know, financial pressure or whatever. Um, because as, um, a media, an independent media company, you know, we, we do have to be thinking about how we're going to make our ends meet. So, that puts this interesting pressure on the ASMR channel that, and, and we don't make very much money on it. I mean, I am not the one who actually like keeps the books or whatever of the channel. My boss is, you know, kind of handles all of those things. Um, but, but no one, um, at least we certainly are not getting rich off of making these videos. It's an incredible demand of time and effort for a very, very small financial return. Um, so definitely the motivation is in wanting to help people in knowing that what I am providing people is really helpful to them and addressing a really important need, um, for their lives. Um, and realistically, aside from how late we have to stay and shoot, it's like, I just sit there whispering and tapping on stuff. It's not <laughs> particularly difficult, um, compared to, you know, some of the other things that someone might have to do, uh, in order to help other people. Um, so yes, I would definitely still be making ASMR videos, even if it wasn't my job. I would actually even probably like it more if it wasn't my job and if I didn't have to have these like realistic financial considerations and stuff. Um, yeah, man, if I had a, you know, if I had somebody that came and was like, oh, I just want to pay you to do this channel and like, here's all this money. I mean, I, I would totally definitely keep doing it. Um, yeah, like I said, first thing I would do is build a soundproof studio, but that's like two or three grand to soundproof a very small room. So that is not something that, you know, you're, you're going to just have the ability to do unless you're, like I said, independently wealthy or had somebody that was wanting to build you an ASMR studio or something. Um, if there's anybody out there that wants to build me an ASMR studio, <laughs> I would be so incredibly grateful. Um, but unfortunately I, I don't know if that exists. How do you feel about the general public's view of ASMR? You know, as far as people's reaction to ASMR, I think it's important to kind of differentiate what is a true person's personal reaction to something and what is the perceived reaction that is purveyed by our own media sources. So on a personal level, when you talk to someone about ASMR or someone's like, 
what? What is that? And I explain it to them. Oh, it's videos that are designed to help people relax and sleep using these different auditory and sometimes visual triggers. Um, and largely just are videos where people are speaking to you in a compassionate way, um, in a way that's trying to help you feel better, which usually means being relaxed and falling asleep. Uh, they can understand that. And if you ask someone, man, have you ever had a hard time falling asleep? <laughs> Pretty much everyone <laughs> can identify with that. Maybe they were identifying with it a couple of hours ago. Um, so the personal reaction to ASMR tends to be uh, at least understanding, at least kind. The mainstream's perception of ASMR, um, again, is dictated by the major advertisers that control and own the mainstream media. Uh, the, you know, actual maybe whole reason that a need for ASMR existed in the first place. These people who are really judgmental, they encourage us to be judgmental of ourselves uh, so that we'll buy their products. They encourage us to be judgmental of other people. Um, we have so many different things in our society that I feel are pitting us against each other. And rather than trying to bring people together in the ways that we are connected and we are similar, we are constantly encouraged to um, focus on the things that make us different. I'm anti this. I'm anti that. You're, you know, I mean, Republican, Democrat is a great uh, example. Um and then with all of the political correctness and stuff that's coming up now, too, those are all good examples where they're trying to get everyone in kind of these different groups being pitted against each other. Um, that, to me, is part of the whole reason that people are in such a terrible situation in the first place. Um, and a lot of those thoughts that keep us up at night are those self-judgmental thoughts. Um, so the more that our mainstream media and just general culture emphasizes us to be judgmental of one another. It also encourages us to be judgmental of ourselves. And those self-judgments are so detrimental to us in so many ways that, you know, once again, I see ASMR as this tool of self-care, partly because someone's speaking to you in a kind and compassionate way it helps teach you how to treat yourself with that same compassion. Um, a lot of times I've, you know, seen people leave comments that, you know, allude to the fact that, you know, ASMR is, um, it's nurturing, it's motherly, or they'll say, oh, God, I wish that you were my mother. I wish that you would sing to me at night or something. So it's very much filling in this um, role, I guess, of, of the nurturer. Um, speaking to the great lack of nurturing, kind, compassionate, you know, interactions in our real lives, um, has kind of created that. And I mean, you even have like ASMR personal attention as one of the big triggers. Um, and I think that speaks to the fact that we feel isolated, we feel alone, we feel ignored just for someone who's a complete stranger talking to a camera to speak to you in a kind way and want you to fall asleep. And I hope that you feel better. I mean, it's a little strange, but 
it is only powerful because of how much people need that and how much it is missing from our society or our culture, our general social interactions and relationships in the first place. Um, so it's not surprising at all that the mainstream quote unquote reaction to ASMR is like, Oh, what is this weird thing? And this weird people on YouTube doing these strange things. Um, you know, I mean, they're always going to want to make something strange, make something weird, make people feel judgmental of other people. I mean, that's just what they do. Never, or at least not very often, do you have messages coming from the mainstream media that we should embrace what makes us unique? We should embrace what makes us different. We should love one another and we should focus on the things that we have in common rather than always worrying about only the things that make us different. Because largely, most of us have far more in common with one another than we have different. And to, you know, bring it back again to the, to the ASMR videos, a need for sleep a need for relaxation, a need for someone to just speak kindly to you. I mean, that's a universal need that is universally being denied to huge, huge, huge groups of people. Um, so I think that, you know, on one hand, it's not surprising that the quote unquote mainstream media reaction to ASMR is judgmental and it's weird or whatever. Um, but at the same time, it's just uh, indicative of the whole problem that has created a need for ASMR in the first place. Um, coming back to those ideas of like judgment and judging each other and judging ourselves. I mean, that is like at the root of our pain and sadness and, um, you know, if I can help people to get maybe a little bit closer to loving themselves and embracing themselves and accepting themselves by, you know, making these videos, then I see that as such a profound and powerful value that if it works for people, I want to do it. I feel compelled to do it. I feel that I have to do it. I feel that I would be remiss to not do it. So what would you say to the people out there who they haven't watched ASMR, they don't really know about ASMR, they just think it's real weird? What would you say to them? <laughs> um, to the people out there who do think that ASMR is just weird, I would tell them, totally cool that you think it's weird. It is a little strange. It certainly is a little different. And the sounds are intense. That's the whole point. So if you put on the headphones and you're like, whoa, that's intense. Um, there's a couple options. A, wait till you're rolling around in bed and you can't fall asleep. Then put on the headphones. Because ASMR isn't really... Because ASMR isn't really created to just entertain you. And it's kind of funny, right? Sometimes I'll see comments on the videos like, God, this is the most boring video I've ever seen. I'm like, did you realize that it was designed to put you to sleep? That's why it's so boring. Uh, but people are funny like that, right? So A, I would say totally fine that it seems weird to you. I would ask you to not judge it. If it seems weird, fine. 
but don't have a judgment. I think it's weird that people run around throwing balls at one another and then hundreds of thousands of people want to sit around and watch. But I'm not judgmental of it. I don't think that they're bad people or strange people because of it. Um, I think it's great that if they have something that they like and is enjoyable for them and brings them together with their friends and family, more power to you. And it doesn't hurt anyone else. I guess I should, you know, qualify that. Um, and then B, I would say, uh, listen when you can't sleep. That's what it was designed for. It's not really made to just be entertaining on its own. Although a lot of people do get to the point where it's incredibly entertaining or they even get addicted to the tingly sensations that sometimes you get from it. Um, but you're definitely going to be more likely to have a potential to understand it and resonate with it if you actually watch it while you're trying to fall asleep and you can't sleep. Um, and then third, um, try different triggers. I mean, there's so many different sounds, so many different ASM artists with different approaches. I mean, in the same way that we all wear different clothes, we all eat different food, we all wear different makeup styles, we all own different pets. Some people like cats. Some people like dogs. Some people like snakes. Some people hate snakes. This isn't something where you're like, oh, well, I hate all those people that hate snakes. So why should you feel animosity towards someone because you don't understand why they like a certain sound or why they like a certain YouTuber or why they like watching people eat insanely spicy food? I don't know, right? There's a million things that are just could be strange. So you either can have judgment on it or you can accept that it's something that helps other people. And you're going to not judge those people and you're going to not judge that thing. And you're going to know that someday you might actually need that thing too. And then you're going to really feel bad if you were like being really judgmental of other people and then you actually maybe end up liking it. You end up maybe finding a trigger that you like. Um... ASMR is definitely something that, uh, like anything else, people have different tastes. You know, some people like listening to people eat. Some people are not into that. You know, there's just something for everyone. Um, but I think it's a great exercise in letting go of judgment that you wouldn't be like, oh, this thing over here, that thing over there. Um, and you just are open minded enough. Uh, to know that different sounds or triggers, quote unquote, um, are going to resonate with different people. Um, so if there's somebody out there who doesn't really know and think it's kind of weird, maybe they do have trouble sleeping, but they put on the videos and they're like, oh, this is weird. Um, I would encourage them to just experiment with different things the same way that you wouldn't eat um, – you know, let's say we made a pizza with pineapples, jalapeno, and Canadian bacon, and you gave somebody a piece, and they're like, ah, oh, oh. they're not going to be like, I hate pizza. You'd be like, I don't like pineapple, or I don't like jalapeno, or whatever, you know? Um, the same way that you give somebody something they don't like, they're not like, mm, I hate food. You know, uh, and that is a lot of times kind of how I feel when I'm like reading the comments, the skepticisms of ASMR. I'm just like, you know, you got to accept that everyone's different. People like different things and there's some weird things out there. But to each his own, you know, and as long as it's something that doesn't hurt anyone else, then we have to accept one another. We have to accept that people like different things. And, you know... 
to the extent that something out there actually really could help you a lot if you could just be open-minded to it is maybe a concept that transcends even outside of ASMR, honestly. By the time I finally do lay down to go to bed, I'm usually able to fall asleep pretty easily. And I'll have these little kind of mantras that I will say to myself um, to help myself get to sleep. Um, I think that because I'm an ASM artist, it's hard for me to experience ASMR the same way because I'm constantly paying attention to like the different sounds they're making, their different audio quality, their audio and their mixing. Like, oh man, I really would wish you would have like mixed down the highs a little bit or, you know I mean? I'm always, I'm, I'm just, I, it's not as relaxing for me because I'm thinking too much about it. It's like how um, sometimes when you're studying, you know, you can't listen to music with lyrics. You know what I mean? Like you need something without lyrics or without talking because it's hard to get both. Um, so there's definitely sometimes that I um, will gravitate towards those like intense, like scratching sounds. And, and I just, I love listening to it. Um, I'll just say it's not as relaxing to me because I start thinking too much about it. Um, and so if I'm listening to ASMR and I am trying to fall asleep, I still have to kind of tell myself like the mantras of like, Karina, you're relaxing. Don't pay attention to her white balance. Don't pay attention to her audio settings. Like don't whatever, you know? And then if I hear something that sounds amazing, then I'm like, oh my God, I need to write that down so I can do that sound or whatever, you know, so I can go get one of those things too. Um, it's definitely, um, earlier in my ASMR history career or whatever, um, I was able to listen to them more and, and really get super relaxed to down by it. Um, now, because I'm just so obsessive with like the front end, making the videos, the back end, how you edit the audio, like all of these different pieces, it's, it's a little hard for me to like relax to it as much. Um, interestingly though, I will, uh, I guess, administer ASMR to myself, <laughs> I guess you could say. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, so if I'm laying there and I can't sleep, making noises in my ears, um, scratching on my pillow, um, if I'm really just laying there and going crazy and I'm trying to do, um, so my little mantra is, um, my mind is an open sky, no thoughts. And then on my inhale, the word no. On my exhale, the word thoughts. And then I just have to really intensely focus. No thoughts. And it actually takes a lot of focus to focus on no thoughts because you'll start being like, oh, I'm thinking no thoughts and I'm still thinking about my day tomorrow over here or whatever. So um, this speaks a lot to, you know, the concepts of like meditation, mindfulness, focus, interestingly. Um but anyways, making those like loud noises in my own ears or scratching on my pillow, um, things like that. If I can make some loud noises in my ears, I mean, even just, but I do stuff like this, like all the time. I'm just obsessed now, kind of like with the sounds and the feeling, um, almost everything that I touch, I'm feeling it. I'm touching it. I'm engaging with it. When I go grocery shopping, I'm walking around the grocery store lifting things up and putting them to my ear. People probably think I'm crazy or they're like, Oh, it's that weird ASMR chick. Um, 
I uh, everything from dish brushes, um, any kind of scrubby pads, scrubby sponges, things like that. Um, buying DVDs, the different covers of the DVDs, if it's something kind of matte or if it has something kind of embossed on it. I'm like totally like, oh, like holding it up to my ear all the time. Um, so I'm very much um, just, I guess, always hyper aware of sounds, hyper aware of textures. And I think that that has made me um, almost in some ways a more not necessarily calm or down to earth, but just more in my moment, engaged with my environment. Um, so uh, I think there's a lot of benefit to that. And, you know, maybe that is another thing I should have said in the question about, um, you know, what I say to people that are like ASMR, like what in the heck? Uh, <laughs> that if you start noticing your environment more, and you start having a closer relationship with the little things in your life. Um, the sound of your phone, the sound of your phone case, the texture of your purse. Um, everything from my makeup bag. I mean, it's just awesome. It sounds amazing. And it's like, so I just, everything I touch, everything I do, I'm always noticing that. I guess, extra sensory uh, perception or whatever, because everything has a feel, everything has a sound. And even though we don't always notice them, and honestly, rarely ever notice them, it's a great way to get more in the moment and to get more down to earth and just engaged in the world around you and out of that monkey mind by engaging more closely with the things in your, in your universe. Um, I also think that, you know, um, any type of activity that has you physically doing things is incredibly beneficial for your health, your relaxation, getting you out of that racing thought kind of mind frame, um, coloring, drawing, sewing, arts and crafts, um, everything from, you know, swimming, running, walking around, if you just start noticing things, um, and it's to the point now where like, I notice everything all the time. I'm hearing all of the birds chirping. I'm hearing all of the airplanes. I'm hearing, okay, that's a weed whacker. That's a lawnmower. That's a leaf blower. Like <laughs> you become so hyper aware. Um, but I feel that it's like, uh, it's almost like your flavor palette expanding, you know, like if you start noticing the different flavors of the things that you eat rather than, oh, that's just sweet. That's just that. Oh, that has some crunchy. That has some like nut flavor that has some salt, some salt and some sweet, some spice and some sweet. Like your appreciation of those things is intensified simply by you bringing your attention to them. <laughs> that was great sorry honestly no it's because, okay like um, when you first started talking and you used like your asmr voice or like the oh. voice you put on i was like oh, i'm about to pass <laughs> this whole time i've just kind of been like stay awake what's your favorite triggers to do man the crazy rubber glove thing i discovered last night that was like maybe like maybe a new 
favorite trigger for me. I think for me, it's hard to, it's hard to just pick one. Like it's like, you know, kind of using that flavor analogy again, too. It's like, even if you like sweet food, you wouldn't want to just only eat sweets all the time. Having a little bit of sweets makes you really kind of have a hankering for something savory, for something a little salty. You know, having the spice of life, I guess. Variety is the spice of life. I think that's very, um, is maybe like a stronger thing for me than any one individual trigger. Like getting to feel and experience all of the different wide ranges of sounds and, um, you know, textures. And I was like playing with this super sticky slime last night and it got everywhere. But it was so much fun. And it sounded amazing. It sounded so good. I was just like getting like glue in my hair because (laughs) and I've actually like had a really bad time with those bunchums. I don't know if you know. Anyways, it's like this little toy uh, and they sound awesome. But anyways, I was like, oh, the bunchums, they sound so good. I had to cut some of my hair out that the bunchums got in because it was like super problematic. Anyways, you got to be careful. Um, <laughs> what you hold up too close to your, to your ears, you get stuck it in your hair. Um, but, uh, you know, I love the lotion oil sound thing. I love that a lot. Um, I love the crunchy slime. I love scratching. I love wooden bowls. Um, these things aren't quite, I mean, these are kind of nice. But um, I was actually looking for the wooden bowl before I came down here today to do this interview because I wanted to show you the wooden bowl. I think it just sounds ridiculously cool. I think there's something about, you know, um, uh, textures from items that come from nature, you know, like something like a wooden bowl as compared to plastic, you know. Um, There's something, I don't know, really grounding about that. so if I had to pick favorites, maybe be things like the wooden bowl. But then at the same time, like I love tapping. I tap on things all the time. Um, a lot of times I apologize <laughs> to my friends or my family when I'm out somewhere. I'm like, I know I'm tapping like super obnoxiously right now. I just like, I can't stop. Or if I'm in a really loud place or a really loud restaurant or something, like it helps me to to tap on something or to just, you know have some control. I mean, maybe that's another piece of it too. It's like when you're feeling out of control, if you can do something that you have complete control of, like making really nice juicy sounds next to your ears, it maybe helps you feel more in control or it helps you realize how much control we have over our immediate environment. You know, a lot of times we feel that like, we can't control this. We can't control that. And of course, there's a lot of things in life we can't control. Um, but something like, you know, self-administering ASMR, for lack of a better term, um, I think is a really good way to, you know, yeah, feel more connected to your environment, feel more connected to yourself, um, more in control of yourself and your reactions and your responses. And especially if it relaxes you down and immediately makes you feel better. And all you did was make some sounds in your ears, scratch on something, brush your ear. Looks weird. Feels really good. Totally strange. But I mean, 
Is it the most harmful thing in the world? Definitely not. Can it hurt you at all? I don't think so. Um, so in that regard, I definitely see it as a really, a really powerful, positive thing and a tool that we can use to take better care of ourselves. So what all goes in? Like, what are the little things that people maybe don't even think about that go into creating ASMR videos? I'm sure that for any video creator out there, any, anything creator out there, if you actually asked them their checklist of all the things that go into it, uh, it's always way more than you would imagine, right? Um, so for ASMR in particular, production side, um, eliminating as many background noises as possible. This means turning off the air conditioning, even if it's 105 degrees outside. The podcast you are listening to was brought to you by wellnessplus.tv, a subscription service empowering you with everything you need to take control of your health and happiness. Sign up for your free trial today to watch the video version of this episode and all our podcast episodes. Plus, you'll gain access to our extensive library, including hundreds of follow-along yoga and fitness courses, massage therapy tutorials, weight loss information, guided meditations, educational health videos, and so much more. Feel better, look better, and live better today by visiting wellnessplus.tv. Even if it's 36 degrees outside, this means no heat, no air conditioning. Um, we usually will unplug all the fish tanks, um, turn off computers. Uh, there's actually a mini fridge upstairs that it, it's really loud. It's freaking got this real loud buzz and there's no way to unplug it. Uh, so I've laid yoga mats over it. I've put a big comforter over it. I've, you know, tried a lot of different things. Um, but man, like we might just have to get rid of the mini fridge that's that's upstairs altogether because it's it's loud. Um, and then while you're filming, you're always listening for background noises. So I'm gonna pause for airplanes. I'm gonna try and pause for you know dog barking or things like that. Um, uh, really aware of the noises you're making. Is your belly growling? So in terms of eating before the shoot, if you eat right before the shoot, your belly's growling. If you're hungry when you show up, your belly's growling. So there's a very, like the whole day of the ASMR shoot, honestly, I'm is like preparing for it because you've got to kind of eat on a schedule so that you're not going to be like starving in the middle, but also so that you eat early enough before the shoot that you're not like a in a food coma and B still with all the belly gurgles. Cause you just ate like, you know, you can't go out to a buffet before ASMR shoot. Like you're just not going to feel right. Um, how much coffee can I drink? I definitely started drinking too much coffee, making ASMR videos because I would have to stay up so late, work all day, then come back, stay up until two, three in the morning filming videos and staying highly intensely focused while you're doing it. Even though the videos are relaxing to watch, they take an extreme amount of focus and attention to create. So um, if I was actually really super tired and exhausted, I wouldn't make very good ASMR videos. Um, so having like that sweet spot of enough energy 
Um, but then the problem is if I'm drinking coffee through to the evening, then I usually get done with the ASMR shoot and I'm kind of wired and it takes me a while to come down. Um, there's also this interesting phenomenon where I think after you spend four or five hours talking really slowly, I always tell people it's as if you are talking through molasses You get done with it, and I'm like talking a million miles a minute, and blah, 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 blah. like oh, all this thing like has to get out, you know. It's like if you, I don't know, used a little tiny needle to poke a hole in a bag of slime, and it was just coming out slowly, just barely dribbles out, and then eventually it would probably just rip a hole in the bag and be like. Pah kind of the energy <laughs> at the end of the shoot. So uh, last night I was leaving the night shoot at 2.30 in the morning. It took me a couple hours before I was like really able to fall asleep because I'm wired and I'm super, super, my brain is just like, while well, I'm actually doing that, I look really relaxed right there. I'm probably getting super relaxed at that point. Um, but uh, you're, you're hyper-focused. You're hyper-focused, which is not super relaxing in itself. Um, so background noises, reducing them, listening to the background noises while you're going hyper amount of focus on what you're doing, that your hands are moving slowly, that you don't set something down hard on the table. So we actually learned pretty early on that you really can't film these videos during the day. Um, because you have the microphones really kind of cranked up, incredibly sensitive to get super quiet sounds like whispering or hair brushing or even quieter sounds. Uh, those microphones, once you have cranked them up so sensitive, will pick up all of the background noises. So early on, we would be editing the videos and we'd be like, man, what is that weird like beep, beep, beep? Finally, we realized it's construction. They're backing the truck up and we're like, we don't even know where there's construction. You couldn't hear it. You couldn't hear it with your regular ear, but you would hear it in the mics when you went to edit the video. Um, you also have more dogs are outside. So there's more dogs barking. There's more traffic noise, um, which because we're you know, located fairly close to the highway. You know, if there's a lot of traffic noise, you will hear it. Um, interestingly, the traffic noise is also a lot louder when it's cold outside. So that has been a bit of an issue um, during the winter months, even though it gets dark earlier. And usually people are just more quiet once it gets dark. They're not taking their dogs out as much. There's not as much traffic. Um, interestingly, there will still be lots of airplanes, obviously. Um, so all times of night, you're having to pause for the airplane noises. Um, but those traffic sounds are really loud. Uh, depending on what room you're in, you might just hear the traffic driving by the house, driving by the window, and that can be a big deal. Um, cricket noises, uh, other random <laughs> noises like, you know, owls, things like that, you know, usually people will find relaxing. Um, but there's... You know, you just never really know <laughs> what all the weird noises are. So um, a lot of time is spent, you know, we set up the house, we listen into the earbuds. Um, and we're like, man, what was that noise? 
wow, what is that noise? So we like walk around the whole house trying to like identify the source of the noise. Like, is it some computer? Is it some this? Sometimes it might actually be like the neighbor's air conditioning unit. What do you do about that? You know? Um, so it's been a lot of trial and error. You know, we learned that you really can't film during the day. There's just too much noise. Um, also I work five days a week filming the videos for the main channel. So that also is, um, another reason that filming during the day ended up kind of getting, uh, <laughs> shut down. Um, all the noises, excess traffic, excess people being around, um, and then, yeah, trying to identify these weird noises and trying to, sometimes you can find it. Sometimes you finally realize like, oh, is this computer over here or whatever? Um, but definitely, uh, you decrease a lot of the noise by filming at night. Um, I think most of the ASM artists out there are filming at night, um, because it costs a lot of money to, uh, completely soundproof a studio. Um, and you don't make a lot of money making ASMR videos. So unless you just happen to be really wealthy, um, soundproofing a room or even renting out a soundproof room somewhere else. I mean, this is not something that is going to be logistical to do unless you just have a lot of money. Um, you're not ever going to make a whole lot of money from YouTube doing this. So it's definitely got a, a lot of kind of challenges, um, that you have to figure out a solution for, figure out a handling for, um, because if the whole purpose of your videos is getting immaculate audio and capturing really quiet noises, uh, you can't afford to have, you know, a bunch of weird background noises and stuff in the background of the videos. Uh, so it'll take away from the experience. Okay. And then what was your question? <laughs> oh, and then also what about like the, like little physical things, like doing your nails, doing your makeup that you have to do before, oh. you know, as the camera quality increases, it was like 360p, 480p, 720, 1080, 4k. Now that's huge, but it's 6,500k now. Um, and Mikey just ordered a 6,500k capable camera. Uh, which is purely insane, but the more pixels you have capturing you, uh, the more important it is to try and get your makeup looking nice, get your brows looking nice. I've had people comment like, oh, I like this video, but please fix your brows. Like, really? My eyebrows ruined your ability to relax to these sounds, but whatever. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of attention on you know, getting my hair done, making sure my hair is dry because my hair takes a long time to dry. So sometimes depending on my day, that can be like a little bit of an issue. Um, having really beautiful makeup, doing your nails really nicely. I don't really do any fancy nails. Um, but we pretty much do our nails right before we film because that's the only way to have them look completely perfect and immaculate. Once you do film, um, I'm a guitar player, so I can't grow my nails out super long. I think I would probably be a more popular ASM artist if I had longer nails. Um, or if I put on like long, really like fake fancy nails or something like that, people really like that. And I can understand why it sounds amazing when you tap on stuff with fake nails. Um, but anyways, so, you know, I, I, I don't have super long nails, but I do paint them before every single shoot. 
And people will be like, oh, your nails are so perfect. How do you get them so perfect? I'm like, I just did them like five minutes ago. Um, and then they have these little uh, Q-tips with a little point on the end. Really great lifesaver for making it look like you're actually good at doing your own manicure. Um, but yeah, all those little pieces and then down to the videos themselves, usually I'm try to get some kind of a game plan of what we're going to shoot before we shoot it. Uh, Mike likes to have a variety of videos. So even though it would be much more efficient to film four hairbrushing videos, he wants me to do like a hairbrushing video, a backticle video and a 3DO video and a VR role play talking to the camera video, um, which usually involves like a pretty marked different setup for each one. Um, so it probably takes 20 to 40 minutes to set the video up, takes another 20 to 40 minutes to set up the next video, plus the 20 or 40 minutes it takes to film the video. Uh, so, I mean, usually I'll be there for five hours, six hours, um, maybe get four videos, uh, if I'm lucky, <laughs> depending on you know, background noises, all those things, your camera dying, your battery dying, this random weird noise that you can't figure out what it is. Um, some weird bug or bird in the tree right outside the window. That's like way louder than all the noises you're making. Um, lots of just so many different things to pay attention to. So then once we kind of have our game plan figured out, then the next piece is like figuring out what everyone's going to wear. Usually we'll try to color coordinate everybody's outfits, color coordinate the background. If it's someone with black hair, then you don't want a black background for their hair video. If it's somebody with really light blonde hair, then you don't want a really light background for their video. Um, we're always, uh, so Mike has a glamour photography background. So he's very, um, he's just very kind of into the aesthetic, you know? So usually the person will come over and he'll kind of look at them and be like, Oh, you know, I think this color would look really good on their skin tones. And then I go up to the wardrobe closet and pull all the things that are in that color. Okay. Go try these things on. See if you like any of these things. Um, so there's a lot of time just spent on like getting our hair done, getting our makeup done, getting our nails done, figuring out what we're going to wear, finding the things that kind of match, then kind of trying to color coordinate the background to those things, or maybe the props. If I'm like, oh man, I've got all these turquoise props that'll match our turquoise dresses. Then it's like, go gather all the things. Um, and you saw, um, I guess I shouldn't say that. Um, and our ASMR room has got a lot of stuff in it. <laughs> Um, you just accumulate stuff. You hold on to things that sound cool because you want to use them someday. Um, I actually brought an example with me. Totally random. Why would you keep these? Uh, this is the little straps that come around, you know, that go around a box when you order, you know, have something. Um, should have gone in the trash, but I kept them because they sound amazing. you'll be able to hear that. Um, so I have this idea to um, probably hot glue this to some like copper wire or something. And then I basically want to kind of create, you know, it'll kind of go around the 3DO in 3D. 
kind of something like this. But it'll be cool. Like, remember those things you used to play with as a kid with all the, uh, you know, kind of like that, right? Be like super fun. And then you just go crazy on it with like maybe a toothbrush or if you had like two or three people all coming and like scratching on the noises all around your head. Anyways, uh, as an ASM artist, I save a lot of garbage, I save a lot of garbage, um, packing materials, cool sounds, cool package of this thing, this, oh God, I love this box. Why am I keeping this box? Because it sounds really amazing when you tap on it. <laughs> um, so I've, I've accumulated a lot of trash, you know, so in the one hand, it's super nice. You get your, um, <clears throat> just increased enjoyment and appreciation of things that would otherwise be trash. Um, and it's kind of fun and it's challenging and it's cool. Um, but then, you know, we've also just have a lot of stuff in that room. Uh, so there's a lot of time that's just spent in like finding all of the props that you want to use in this video and then putting all of those props away. Um, finding, you know, I, I, I like color coordinating things. So I'm like, oh, let's do all pink props. Um, pink slime, pink brushes, pink fingernails. Um, Oh, I have this really great, you know, pink, my, my makeup bag would be a great example. If I was doing pink, I would definitely scratch on the makeup bag. Um, so it's, uh, just a lot of, of stuff. Um, and it takes a lot of time between all of the props and all of the things and then all of the lights. And, you know, we usually are filming with like three of the big beauty dishes in the room, um, where, where are your microphones? Where's your, all of the things. So I've just accumulated so many things over the years, really anything that sounds cool. You're like, Oh, I got to save this. This would make a great video. Uh, so maybe it's packing materials. It's like, Hey, this random box that I'm saving just because I like how it sounds when you tap on it. Um, you know, you save all kinds of random things. Um, and so there's a lot of time that goes into just, um, you know, accumulating the, you know, pulling off the different items that you want to use for the video, finding those items, um, and then putting those items away at the end of the video, depending on what the video is, I might have like five or six hairbrushes, five or six hair clips. Um, I've got the little scalp massager thing. Um, you know, so that's like what, 10, 11, 12 props. If I'm doing a 10 triggers on the 3DO thing, minimum of 10 items. Maybe some of those things are actually like two items or whatever. Um, but there's just, there's a lot of stuff, you know? Um, there's some, you know, a couple different ASM artists who've uh, made videos kind of showing their you know, show, showing their shelves or showing their items or whatever. Um, so it's definitely not just us with this, you know, kind of issue, so to speak. Um, but it's interesting. Um, certainly looks probably very unlike most people's shelves. <laughs> um, there's a lot of things that, you know, the average person would be like, Karina, why are you saving this? I'm like, because it sounds cool when you tap on it. <laughs> um, so it's fun. It's awesome. But it also creates a, a pretty, you know, big amount of work and maintenance, just keeping track of all of the things and, pulling the things out for this video, put them back, pull out another 20 items for the next video, put them back. Um, so it's a lot of time spent setting everything up, making your set, making everything look really nice. 
getting all the things that you need for the video. Um, we recently did a mermaid tail cleaning with one of our um, ASM artists who actually has this really beautiful mermaid tail. Um, but that video probably took me two hours to set everything up, lay everything out. Um, it was really hard because she's so long in the mermaid tail uh, to like get a big enough cloth underneath her to make it like look good and like not like show the carpet here in this corner. And it was uh, it was a, a lengthy um, setup time. Um, really nice. Totally worth it. The video turned out really, really nice. But uh, but yeah, it took a, it took a long time <laughs> to set it to get it all set up. So what are your thoughts on the future of ASMR, the direction it's going? I think at some point the mainstream will realize that they are letting a bunch of other people make money on something that they want to make money on. Eventually they'll take it over just like they've taken over everything else. Um, I hope at that point that they at least um, employ some of the classic ASM artists to do it. You know, I mean, I've been doing this for, I guess, three, between three and four years. But there's a lot of girls out there and gentlemen as well. Um, they've been doing this for far longer than me. Um, Heather Feather. Alley of ASMR requests, um, gentle whispering, of course. I mean, there's just uh, a lot of really, really incredibly talented um, people out there who have devoted so much time and so much effort into creating this um, that I would just be, I would just be very sad um, if they continue on the trend that they are now. Where, um, you know, they'll have some different celebrities come in and make quote unquote ASMR videos, but they're not relaxing. They don't bliss you out. They don't help you fall asleep. Um, if anything, they're just making fun of ASMR. I honestly feel kind of offended by a lot of those videos. Um, it's like, you know, if somebody was like making fun of yoga classes. I mean, that you'd be like, come on, these people are trying to help people. This is something that really genuinely helps people feel and live, you know, feel better and live better. Um, so yeah, you shouldn't be making fun of it. Um, so, you know, I think at which point they see a way for themselves to make a lot of money off of it. They'll try to take it over. They'll try to steal it from us even more so than they already have. Uh, through the YouTube ad apocalypse and all of that has already created a huge, huge, um, <clears throat> uh, quench. <laughs> I don't know if that's the right word. Um, on ASM artists, you know, like what was already difficult and not really financially viable to do, they like made it a hundred times worse, you know? Um, so I would love to see the mainstream embrace ASMR, but I also, recognize that, you know, that might not necessarily be what's best for all of the people who now rely on these videos to help them sleep. Um, and I hope that they don't do it to the detriment of all of the people that have sacrificed so much of themselves and their time and their effort and their dedication already. Um, I would just hate to see it, you know, taken 
taken from them, taken from the people who really have put so much of themselves into something. Um, but that's kind of what the mainstream media kind of does, you know? They're not like, oh, what can we do to really help people? They're like, oh, here's this way for us to make money. Um, <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that answers the question, but... Oh, yeah, that was good. Um, do you have any final thoughts on ASMR as a whole? Anything you'd like to say? I think that the most important thing to me is that people recognize that ASMR has a tremendous value. This is not just some fad. This is not just some randomly entertaining thing. This is not just, you know, the weird side of YouTube. This is a real problem that is being addressed through what could be construed as pretty strange videos. But the real problem is that stress and stress-related diseases are of epidemic proportions. They are affecting people in their everyday life, making them feel bad. They're affecting people in their health, in their ability to survive this planet and this world that we've been given. Um, the body has to be able to sleep. The body has to be able to come out of that fight or flight stress response. And if it doesn't, that's a life or death situation. So to me, the intrinsic health value, health promoting, health giving value of these types of videos um, is really the most important thing. And I feel is not really um, acknowledged by the mainstream in a lot of ways. Again, they would much rather keep it as this like kind of weird, strange thing. It's kind of a, you know, phenomenon. Woo woo. It's all bizarre. Um, but actually it's speaking to the most basic intrinsic needs that every person has, which is just for somebody to be nurturing and compassionate toward them. If we lived in a society and a culture where there was a little bit more compassion a little bit more love and nurturing and less judgment and pitting people against each other, there probably wouldn't be as much of a need for ASMR. But that is the world we're living in. And if we don't do something to try and uh, ameliorate the really stressful response that's being like purposefully created by most of the mainstream media and by most of the things that we take in, in terms of our news and movies and all of this, um, that, you know, we're just going to see these health problems get worse and worse and worse. And I'm like, man, if I can whisper into a funny microphone and help people get healthier, that has so much value and that has so much potential. Um, so I really want people to understand that, uh, whether it's listening to something to help you focus and help you study, listening to something while you are walking through a otherwise stressful environment, like a grocery store, or a really crowded place where people might have that, um, anxiety reaction, um, 
If something so simple can help people to live better, if something so simple can help people to be healthier, then that should be promoted. Um, and that should be embraced and minimally that should be respected, you know? Um, so I want people to understand that, you know, as a holistic health coach, I do see the, the health value, I guess, of this work and of this style of videos. Um, and I would be really, really thrilled if, um, if there was some acknowledgement of that or some understanding of that, um, even just to the extent that if people can understand why it's so important for them to relax, why it's so bad for them to always be in that state of mind, um, that could have such a huge impact on literally improving people's health, improving people's relationships, um, hopefully getting rid of this like intense animosity that feels like it's getting worse and worse um, to where everyone's just constantly thinking of their judgments on other people and their judgments on this and their judgments on that. And it's making people really sick. So maybe this is actually a perfect way for us to practice accepting other people, except that other people are different. Except that sometimes something that can be good for you can seem really strange. could seem really weird. Or it could seem like the simplest thing ever. Like, oh, all I do is put on headphones? Okay, all right. Well, I could probably do that. Um, and then just kind of seeing like all of the different really wonderful things that can kind of domino effect from just taking time to be more relaxed. Taking time to take care of yourself. Um, making more time for sleep rather than bragging about how little sleep we can get. All of these things are just, um, I feel really, uh, big problems in our society right now. Um, and it seems like they're only getting worse. So either there will just always be this kind of weird, small, or maybe really large, a little area of YouTube of these people who are actually like, yeah, I need to relax. I want help relaxing. Thank you for helping me relax. Um, and everyone else is just going to end up with all these stress related diseases and going to be like, Hey, you should have listened to somebody tap on something. <laughs> that was great. Okay. <laughs> that was, that was, that was perfect. I feel really cheesy, but, no, um, that whole, that whole segment was absolutely wonderful. Absolutely great. I'm definitely like a super mega cheese ball. And so I like see all of the, you know, like bigger things outside of the, you know, it's not, it's not just making weird sounds on a microphone to me, mm -hmm. you know, it's like quite a bit more. It's also making weird sounds on a microphone, but it's also quite a bit more than that too. <laughs> yeah, I completely understand ASR means a lot to me. So I, uh, I like, oh that. yeah. Can I ask you like, yeah, sure. I mean and if you'd like to, there right. we go. I can, you can switch back. You can unmic if you want or, or not. But yeah, you can definitely ask me some questions if you'd like. I was kind of interested to know, like, how you, how you first discovered ASMR. I had a friend, and we were driving in a car, and she just was 
like conversationally like hey have you heard of asmr and at first i was like what is that like a new band or something and i was like um maybe what is it and she was like oh i just found this video it's really relaxing she just like taps on some ears and it's cool and i was like okay when we got <laughs> to her house she showed me the video it was fairy char asmr oh, yeah. i believe and she was just tapping on the d the three do scratching it and whispering and i just sat on her bed and I just watched it and I was like, wow, I'm so relaxed. Like, <laughs> I feel so calm. Like, it was only like 7 o'clock and I was like, I'm ready to go to sleep. Like, right now. This is making me feel like so warm and cozy. And after that, I watched it like eh, maybe once a month or so. And then I've always had trouble sleeping. Like, really bad sleep problems. And I used to listen to rain sounds when I mm-hmm. was younger because my therapist was like, you need something to, like, fill your brain and make it stop. Because I was just constantly thinking. Like, I could not stop it. It was just mm-hmm. like... So I did listen to rain sounds. They work. But eventually when I found ASMR, I was like, that's so much better. So I started listening to ASMR more and more and more, finding more and more ASMRists that I like, triggers that I like. Your channel was actually one of the first ones I ever found, like... <laughs> I saw Fairy Char first, and then I think y'all were, like, the second channel that I ever, like, started, like, listening to religiously. Mm-hmm. And then after that, just more and more, as there became more and more ASM artists. So, yeah, it's really helpful. I also have tinnitus, mm. so when it's really quiet, my ears ring. And ASMR is so helpful for, like, falling asleep. Because I can't fall asleep in dead silence because it's too loud, the ringing in my ears. So I just put on something really quiet, whispering, tapping, like really, like a low sound. And it, it'll get rid of that tonight. It's because it's not, it's not dead silent, which right. is when it, it starts. It's like, there's a little bit of noise, but not so much noise that I can't fall asleep. Mm-hmm. It's like really, really helpful to me. I love ASMR so much. I'm so thankful to like Would all the people. Would you ever want to? Be an ASM artist? Oh, yeah. I've thought about it all the time. I, I've i tried it, but my camera has a terrible mic, and, like, my phone microphone isn't, like, good enough. It's not, like, y'all's, obviously. Like, I couldn't... I could, like, maybe whisper. I have on my phone, like, I tried to record the rain so I could listen to it later. I, yeah, I would love... I would love to do that. All right, well, we'll definitely have to get you to come (laughs) to another shoot, and you can be a hair model, and you can, like, hop on the mic with me, and... Because it is fun. You're, like, sitting here with this thing, you got the headphones on, you're like, whoa, like, oh, I have no idea that made so much noise. Like, what the heck? (laughs) I was just... When you let me try it the other day, I was like, this is so fun. You got really excited. Yeah. Yeah, I was like... Oh my God, listen to that. I'm making that noise. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It was really exciting. This whole thing has been really exciting for someone who's like been a lover of ASMR for so long and like your channel specifically, I've watched for so long. And like to Aww, meet, when I really met you sweet. in person, I don't know if you noticed, but I went, it's you. <laughs> like you're here. It's you. You were just like, hi, nice to meet you. And I was like, that's her. <laughs> because I was so used to just seeing you on my screen. And even sitting here a second ago, I was like, I have watched her face on my screen for so long, and now I'm just sitting here looking at it, and that's wild. That is so so funny. And I just don't, you know, 
I just don't like think about it, you know? Mm-hmm. And then, because I watch other people's YouTube channels that are like way bigger than us. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh my gosh, if I like saw them out somewhere, yeah. like, oh, I'd be so nervous. Um, but it's really hard for me to think about mm-hmm. that like people have that like yeah. reaction to me. You know I what understand. I mean? Like, I really can't. Yeah. Because <laughs> you think my head you're like, it. I'm just a person. Like, why would people <laughs> feel like that? But like, yeah, people do. I mean, you get so many comments that are like, oh, I would die to be a hair model. I would love to do this and that. And like, I would, I want to meet you so bad. And it's like, to people, so you guys are like, I can't think, like, uh, influencers, I guess, is the word. Oh, that's for, what they call us. Yeah, influencers. All like, of the brands. Yeah. That's what they call us. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was so funny. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I've seen I've seen videos with those things. It got tangled up in your hair. Yeah, real bad. Oh, no. And you had to bad. cut it out? I mean, not a whole lot, but, but I cut a little bit of hair You had to cut it out. That's, oh, my God. That's <laughs> terrible. Wow. I love the sound of those things, too, though. I Yeah. This podcast was made possible by listeners just like you. Become a supporter at patreon.com slash psychytruth. Help us keep this information free by visiting patreon.com slash psychytruth. That's patreon.com slash p-s-y-c-h-e-t-r-u-t-h. The Wellness Plus Podcast. Copyright 2018. Target Public Media. LLC. All rights reserved.